Hello, everybody. It's episode 329. Are you ready for it? So here we are. It is what day is it? It is uh, uh, Tuesday, August twenty fifth. I remembered. I'm in the middle of my preparations for my procedure, and so let's get on with the episode before I have to excuse myself. All right. Oh, well, that was quick. T- turns right on when you're not using the Mevo. Turns right on. So <clears throat> I've got it on. I'm live. As far as I can tell, there's one person here, uh, as far as I can tell. So, yeah, the Mevo is backfiling. Hello, Julie. Um, or should I say, Belinda's, this is Belinda's favorite. Hello, Julie. Hello, Keys. Pence. Hi, see Kevin. Good to see you. Um, so, yeah, today, today's edition, I, the prep, Rachel, is going well. Hello, Don. I'm into... Hello, Amy. Hello, Keith. Hello. I love that. I love that you put your Florida, Florida. I don't know how it's going in Florida. Well, it's going well here. The prep is going well. I've ingested uh, all of the stuff that I need to take in prior to tonight. There's one more dose at, you know, in the evening before my procedure tomorrow. Um, Darren still still camping? Um, I am, uh, I'm okay. I'm making a lot of visits to the restroom. I went over to the neighbors, had a, had a coffee this afternoon in their backyard and, uh, I, I'm good for 20 minutes or so. Hello, Joan. Hello, Flavia. Uh, so I'm good for about 20 minutes between goes, give or take. And so hopefully we're going to have time for the whole show. Um, I live face on the procedure. I don't think that's allowed. Uh, but you know, they, they do, they do show you photos, which I've mentioned before. They do show you photos after it's done of what was happening inside of you. Um, and, uh, I'm hoping the technology is advanced enough now that I'll get to see some video highlights, but, uh, we'll see. I'll let you know. Um, so, uh, Facebook memory flashed a picture of me, uh, at the Cap City. Oh, you and me keys at the Cap City. Oh, awesome. And, uh, what did you say, Joan? Might you need a quick exit during this briefing? Yes, I might. Um, so I'm hoping that I won't. Hello from the clear, scri- clear skies in central California. Ramon, yes. Great. I'm glad that you're not, uh, smoked out. Um, Oh, you've vomited this stuff up, Julie. Yeah, the prep. I'm doing all right. It's not so terrible. They told me I got a phone call. <clears throat> I mean, I didn't go far. I went three houses away, and I was in the backyard. So basically, I was kind of at home if I needed to come home. Um, and they told me uh, today that uh, that uh, my prep, my uh, procedure is not until tomorrow afternoon at two p.m. So. They told me today I needed to get there an hour early and I could keep drinking water um, until 
10 a.m. So I'm allowed to have some beverages and uh, they're going to give me propofol, I think is what it was called, propofol. And when I was on tour with Russell, he was really touting how great uh, propofol was. Rita, thank you very much. I hope it goes well also. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously I do, but I'm glad that you do. Thank you. I appreciate all the support, everybody. Um, so, uh, so they say that there's a less of a hangover after if you, uh, with the propofol than whatever it was that they used to, that, that they used to give you. Smoke in Colorado is pretty bad. You can't see the mountains from the east side of Boulder. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Don. Yeah, the fires are kind of crazy. The fires are kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> Did you say juniper berry juice? That's a gin. You're doing a gin cleanse, Scott? Uh, great. Yeah, Propofol killed Michael Jackson. You're right about that, Jen. So that means it's <laughs> it's the anesthetic of the stars. Uh, but yes, you do want to be a little careful. You do want to be a little careful. I feel like I'm not uh, going to be anywhere near the dosage that he is. Um, uh, so... Rich says, hello, Jake Meister. Yes, good to see everybody. And Jen, good to see you. Missed you yesterday. Belinda's not here today because she's off to the beach. Um, I can't, uh, I'm no fun. And so she's going to the beach with one of her other friends. And uh, I'm here trying to figure out, um, figure out what to do with myself. So let's, so today's Bible story, I thought, I thought we'd get right to the Bible story, if you don't mind, just, just because, I don't know, I'd like to finish all the, uh, hit the compulsories before, um, before I have to excuse myself, although I might need to get a, a flashlight to read, the, the children's Bible is so tiny, these children have got such good eyesight, eyesight, um, you don't feel marginalized, Jen. Uh, everyone feels the love for you. I'm going to turn off this light just a little bit so that maybe I can see that. That's going to make it brighter in here. Um, okay. So, Darren, you got some good propofol. I'm, I'm going to look that up in a minute. But let's get down to today's Bible story is uh, Saul's downfall. And it's reversed because we don't have the Mevo to, today. Um, oh, what is it, Ouija, you're saying? You get to know Jake and Belinda and see my career, transi see my career transition into what? Into, uh, uh, oh, God. Into medical procedure comedy. Yeah, well, that's unfortunate, but I feel like... It's better than the Lenny Bruce transition where, where you got a lot of legal stuff. Um, the medical stuff is more, I think, probably more useful to all of us than, uh, than Lenny Bruce's profanity trials. Um, so Saul's downfall. Okay, so Saul, I, I don't think that this is the same um, Saul who then became Paul because this guy, as you'll see in the story, is uh, Jewish from Jump. And uh, I think Paul converted uh, and then became Saul or no, Saul converted and became Paul. Oh, God, it's a little confusing. Anyway, so this Saul, he, we, we join, as with all these Bible stories, we join them kind of in progress. So the city of Jereshi, Jeresh was under siege by the uh, Ammonites. And I'm not sure about these Ammonites. They're not Philistines, because those guys appear later in the story. But the, the, the Ammonites are, are seizing um, 
Jeresh, the city of Jeresh, and they tell them that they'll they'll stop uh, they'll stop um, sieging the city. They'll they'll do a truce, but everybody in Jeresh is going to have to cut out their right eye. <laughs> Which is, I don't know what kind of crazy negotiate. I don't know what you get out of that if you're the winners. You get a, a jar of eyeballs. Um, anyway. So that's what they say. And the people are appalled of Jeresh. They're not into it. They're not into having everybody's right eye cut out, as you might expect. And uh, towards evening, Saul come home, comes, home, comes in from the fields, um, driving a herd of oxen before him. That's an interesting detail. I don't know why it has to be oxen, but it is. And he's astonished to find the entire population in a state of terror. What's the matter, he asks. What happened? I mean, the idea that he's been out with these oxen and he doesn't know that, uh, <laughs> that the city's been under siege and they're all going to lose their right eyes. So they tell him, and uh, Saul is mad. He's mad, and immediately he summons his army together. So this is a guy, he's got a herd of oxen and an army. I don't know why they didn't call him sooner, uh, and I don't know why they were so perplexed in, in Jeresh. Like, what are we going to do? Better call Saul. That's... That's all I could say. Better call Saul. So he gets his summons his army, and he sends a, a message to the people of Jeresh, promising that the very next day, um, by the time the sun is highest, they'll be safe. So this Saul is a powerful guy. I don't. I don't. I like I said. I. It's not clear why they don't get in touch with him sooner when they're when they're being sieged by these Ammonites, and it's not clear how he doesn't know they're being sieged by Ammonites. Uh, but he's busy with his oxen. He's a busy man. They just let's not bother Saul. And it's like, what about the? He, they're going to cut out everybody's right eye. That's when you better call Saul. So, um, the Israelites attack the Ammonites the next morning. By midday, they'd either slain or put to flight all the Ammonites. So this Saul he solves this problem. They don't know what to do. First of all, they're in huge trouble. And then um, Saul rings up his army. Any of these guys are also citizens, I'm sure, of Jeresh. And they could have said, you know what? Hey, guys, I get it. It's freaky. They're going to cut our eyes out. But uh, why, don't, why don't we see what Saul can do? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I happen to be in this army. <laughs> this guy's Saul. He's a real problem solver. And anyway, so, um, so they run him off and their victory. And uh, they have a victory. And they celebrate their victory. Uh they're going to have a sacrifice to the Lord. So they do it. Then two years after Saul has become king, they make him king on the heels of this amazing victory. Somebody else is going to have to herd the oxen now because Saul is the king. Um, so they make him king. This is two years later. And uh, the Philistines gather at the Israelites' border. And they go, here we go again. Here we go again. With these Philistines, you would think the Ammonites would have told the Philistines, why, why don't you leave these Israelites alone? Because the, they got this guy, Saul, used to be an oxen guy. That's what we thought. But now he's in charge of their army, ran us off. We almost had a jar full of eyes, and, and now we're gone. So, um, <laughs> so, so great. So Samuel tells Saul to wait seven days before he attacks the Philistines. And at the end, Samuel's going to show up and he's going to make uh, 
a burnt offering before the battle. But at the end of the seven days, there's no sign of Samuel. So the Samuel is a little bit of a flake. Maybe he's the guy who's now in charge of the oxen. That's why he's not there. I don't know why Samuel isn't there. But Saul is a little worried, like, I've been waiting for seven days to attack these guys because you said you were going to light the burnt offering. It's seven days. You're not here. Um, I'm going to I'm going to light the burnt offering myself. And then suddenly, right as he's about to light the burnt offering, Samuel appears by his side and says, uh, why have you disobeyed me? <laughs> and Saul is like, seriously, because you didn't show up and my men are scattered and the Philistines may attack at any moment. And I was afraid that if I didn't start this burnt offering, that we were about to get our asses kicked. Maybe you remember two years ago, the Ammonites, this eyeball thing. I'm trying to avoid another eyeball situation. And uh, <laughs> the pro problem is, uh, Saul, is, Saul is mad. He says, you've done wrong to disregard God's commandment. That's what Samuel says. I, it's not really clear when Samuel tells him this, that God, I'm telling you what God told me to do, and that's a way for me to get here. And Samuel doesn't even offer any explanation, like I was a little bit late because God and I were discussing uh, the victory party after this battle. He doesn't tell him any of that. So he says, God is really mad that uh, you've, you've disregarded his command. And if you've offered... Uh, if you had obeyed God's word, you would have been the founder of a great kingdom. But because you went against his word, you'll now never, your sons will never secede and another family uh, will rule Israel. So you blew it, Saul. You blew it. Nice job. I told you I'd be back in seven days and I'm here. So you jumped the gun. God told you not to, but you did it anyway. Um, and... Uh, and so you're fired. You're fired. Somebody else is going to be the, the king of the Israelites. It's not going to be you. Um, still, everybody, thanks for the eyes. We got to say that. We got to give props to Saul where props are due. And we, we've all got two eyes, thanks to Saul. But we're firing him as king because he got a little impatient, as Ramon said. And he lit the uh, barbecue early. And that is just not on. Uh, Dad, Daddy likes to light the barbecue when Daddy wants to have the barbecue lit. And... Uh, Saul would have been smarter to listen to Samuel, although here in the children's Bible, it, what, Samuel didn't really make it clear, like, I might be a little late, but still hold on, and he didn't even say why it was late. So anyway, it's a bit, it's a bit of a problem. Um, so that's the, that's, I guess the moral of that story, again, is uh, if God or a guy named Samuel tells you to do something, um, take him seriously, or maybe give wait till midnight on the night when the guy, the representative of God tells you he's going to show up before you take, make decisions to take matters into your own hands. I think that's a good idea. Let's wait till midnight. If God tells you to do something and that he's going to be back to help you out on, on a certain day, um, that means, you know, give him till, give him till midnight, maybe even a quarter after, because he could show up at any time and, uh, and he's got a lot of stuff to do. He's got a lot of stuff to do. So, uh, that's our Bible story for today. The downfall of Saul. I hope we all, I hope we all learned a <laughs> valuable lesson from that. It seems like a lot of the lessons that were, that are being taught here in the Bible is do what God tells you, or you don't get to be king, or you, I'm going to turn your wife into a pillar of salt. 
uh, all of that kind of stuff. And it's funny because Saul was really, God helped him out. Uh, anyway, well, it's kind of a confusing Bible story right before the colonoscopy, I've got to tell you. <laughs> That's uh, probably going to have some bad dreams, although they say that propofol is pretty good for your uh, for your dreams. You wake up and you feel completely rested, which I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, in other words, Ramon, yes, let the meat marinate longer. Rich, you're sorry you're late. You're flying a kite on the waterfront. Well, good for you. You missed a hell of a Bible story, if I may say hell of a... And, uh, <laughs> I've got also got a letter of grandma, uh, letter from grandma. I'm sorry I'm not able to keep up with the comments because it gets pretty busy during the, uh, during, during the, uh, the Bible story. Oh, they use different drugs, just smaller doses and, and nitrous oxide, ketamine. Ooh. Anyway, I don't feel the urge to avoid just yet, <laughs> but I, but I, def- it's never far away. It's never far away. Once you're prepping for the colonoscopy, in the middle of the prep, it kind of feels like any moment it could be time to release pressure. Uh, So I did watch a lot of the Republican convention yesterday. Um, uh, Amber, okay. Uh, Oh, you're buying a house. You ran across the funny side of unique homes. Check out a few of these. Oh yeah, well I don't I I may have to uh, check those out uh, tomorrow, Amber. That's a friend of ours who's who's getting a place up in Big Bear. So I'll, I'll check those out later. Maybe talk to talk to them tomorrow. Talk about them tomorrow. Um, <laughs> it would be funny if I ran out and then came back. Yeah, the problem is the toilet is a little ways from here, so it'd be it'd be a weird long time. That's why I was hoping Belinda might be able to to help me out today in case I had to go. But I think I'll be I think I'll be okay. Um, so the, uh, yeah, they put you out in a twilight. That's what I'm a little concerned about for the colonoscopy. And uh, I have to say that if I had, if I was in a little, cl- a little closer to a twilight state, that, uh, that's a good way to watch the Republican convention. Cause it's long. There's a lot of Republican convention, unlike the Democrats who kind of kept it to, to a couple hours, uh, each night, the Republicans yesterday started in the morning. So I, uh, I watched Trump and Pence before the show yesterday and uh, as I said yesterday, if you're fans of them, it was great. And then I watched the evening ceremonies last night. Oh, for Ed says first night ratings were ratings were lower uh, than the DNC. Well, Donald won't be happy, but I have to tell you, look, I, 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 I'm I'm not a big Trump fan. I mean that's clear. But I want this to be a place where we can all be together and we can listen to each other's opinions. So if you are a Trump fan. I, I'd, I'd love it if we could have a conversation about it. You could tell me about what it is you like about him. But I watched the evening Republican National Convention, and to their credit, you know, they took a little bit different approach. It wasn't as, the Democrats were a lot more socially isolated, and it was like a Zoom, FaceTime thing from their home. It had a homemade quality to it, but it was professional, but also homemade, and it was very heartfelt and sincere. And the Republicans Really, their convention last night was really like a show. They're set for their speakers with the pillars and the amazing ceiling and the flags. It was very impressive. The the professionals that they got in charge of shooting the thing were great. Um, they were pretty. They were pretty uh, firm and angry. Yes, the important thing is <laughs> Kimberly Guilfoyle, Jen. Her speech. I have to say, look, if you want to just capture the tenor of the whole night. 
her speech is worth a view because she was so intense and angry and acting as if she was in front of a stadium full of rabble rousers. I mean, there was a point where, where I was like, oh my God. And then when I found out later that uh, Gavin Newsom used to be married to her and now she's with the, the Trump son, I was like, oh my God, no wonder this lady gets to make a speech because she's seen the world from both sides now. And hers was intense. Yeah. So while, while the Democrats were kind of talking about we're in the middle of a pandemic and things are luck, rough and people have lost their jobs and we don't have health care and we're in trouble, the Republicans were like, they are going to come and get your guns. They're not going to let you go to church. They're going to make you get an abortion and uh, you're not going to be able to talk to your doctor anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. They were really... They were really hitting hard. They're, they're kind of like, these are the things you need to worry about if the Democrats get in charge. And I have to say, uh, I'm not a fan of the Republicans, but I, the show that they put on, it was like an alternate universe of what's going on now. But it was very intense and very, to me, professional uh, looking. And so uh, all of us who kind of thought, oh, theirs is going to be terrible and pathetic, I was like, mm, wasn't so terrible and pathetic. Uh, it was, it was pretty impressive. Oh, I see. Uh, Kimberly Kimmy, if you got hemorrhoids, have them remove them while they're in for the colonoscopy because you'll itch like mad if not. Well, Kimberly Kimmy, I don't know if they take. Re- I'm going to ask if they take requests while I'm in there when I'm getting my colonoscopy. I would say, do you guys take requests? Because uh, if you could knock out um, some hemorrhoids, I mean, I don't think I have some hemorrhoids, but lifts. I'm a man of a certain age and I've been using that thing since I was born. So if you, there's anything you can fix up, I don't get down there to have a look-see very often. So while you're at it, while you're back there, here's an extra 50 bucks. Um, why don't you tuck anything in that you see is out of place? Uh, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to say that because my goal, my goal before anyone puts anything in my bottom is to try and get a laugh and make a friend. All right. So uh, today's letter from Grandma, (laughs) who's up for a nice transition. Uh, So today's letter from Grandma is from September 14th, so about this time of year, 1982. So I'd be 20, I'd be just, I'd have turned 22, 22, the end of July. Uh, I have been doing comedy when she sent me this letter. I'll have been doing comedy for... um, you know, a year and a half. And so I'm really trying to figure it out. I'm working a waiter job. I'm living in San Francisco. All right. September 14th. I'm 21 years old, San Francisco. Today is a school election. So expect we will vote. I don't know what a school election is, but uh, it must have something to do with their voting on something to do with the school district. So she, my grandmother, my aunt are going to vote. Would you please, underline, please write your aunt and thank her for your birthday card and gift and tell her how you are doing at work. (laughs) Now, these are two ladies, my aunt and my grandmother, who live in the same house and uh, and, uh, they have only each other. So she could get that news from my grandmother, but I, I get it. I need to write a separate letter to both. And I have to say, I think women maybe are better than men when they're young. Uh, at keeping in touch with their loved ones, especially their grandparents. And so if you've got grandparents, please write them a letter. <laughs> let, them, let them know how you're doing at work. All right. So then now she now she goes to a thing where she's written that. That's one paragraph. And now she goes by date. So she'll write a date, write what's going on that day, then write the date for the next day. So September 6th, 
So she sent it on September 14th, but she started writing it. It's not clear. September 6th, went to a Friendship Star meeting, Eastern Star, at Trare. And the first part of the program, a dance teacher brought some children and they gave 12 numbers of tap dancing. Very good. After the meeting, the worthy patron, worthy patron, so there's a man. Eastern Star is for, well, it's it's like the Masons for for women, and then there's a patron, because i got to have a man in charge, uh, wore his pink panther suit, which is in quotes, I don't know what that means, and gave gifts to the grand officers. So the patron, the man, came, showed up and gave some gifts to the head ladies at the Eastern Star. That was September 6th. September 7th, uh, we were invited to Rhinebeck Potluck and Friendship Night. It was nice, too. So this is back-to-back, two nights out in a row for Grandma and Charlotte. September 8th was Ladies' Aid, and Charlotte made two dozen cookies for the sale basket. That, oh my God, it's relentless. Thursday, the 9th, was $5 chopped dinner for the church, and Charlotte made two pies. But she was so sick, she couldn't go to the dinner. It was very good. Charlotte missed that one. Sunday the 12th. Now, we skipped ahead a few days, so they had a couple bites off. Uh, We went to Morrison, Grundy County Museum, and saw square dancers, all kinds of old tools, an individual corn planter to plant one kernel at a time. Just think how long it would take to do a field. Let's all think about that. A long time. Imagine if you didn't have a corn planter, you just had to grab a kernel of corn and stick it in with your finger. It takes even longer. There were less people back then, so they had they could they could waste a little time planting corn. So tonight, September fourteenth, we're going to guest night at church. Don't hear anything about how that went. September fifteenth, to uh, to Conrad, to a guest star friendship night. Charlotte and I each had a letter from Susan, my sister, yesterday, and just didn't get here before Sunday. The letter, I guess. Um, Just came back from voting place, and we were the 12th or 13th people. Oh, we were the 12th and 13th. People just don't go. How many houses, how many hours are you at work? (laughs) How many hours are you at work? Really? I got a feeling you're goofing off. How many hours are you at work? How is Gracie? That was my cat at the time. Jean and Earl are building a deck on the south side of their house. That's her, her neighbors across the street. Their son, Dennis, same age as me, was a friend. So we'd be, you know, 20, he's 21, two, two as well. Dennis received a government grant through the Cora and is going to Drake University, which is in Des Moines, for 12 months. Rooms with a friend he knew at Decora. It is Public relations, I guess that's what he's majoring in. He has two night classes. He's trying to get a job to help out with expenses. He was just working here and there, sometimes tending bar this summer. Please write, lots of love, Grandma. All right. Oh, my God. Uh, There's been so much chat that I haven't gotten to read while I've been doing this, and I'm only looking at the chat on the phone instead of the bigger thing here because... uh, uh, because the Mevo failed me today. So that's the letter of Grandma from Grandma and the Bible story. I can't believe I've been on for a half an hour. Um, you guys have been great. <laughs> I have to go. 
to the toilet. And uh, I will be not here for the show tomorrow. There won't be a show tomorrow. Um, if I think about it uh, and I feel up to it, when I'm driving home in the car, I may jump on with Belinda. And uh, if that happens, that would be great. And that might be between that might be between between three and four. Um, so um, so I'll be uh, I'll, I'll see if I can do that. But otherwise, I'll see everybody on Thursday at three o'clock as uh, as we usually do. Thank you guys so much for the well wishes. Thank you for being here today. Um, and uh, happy Tuesday, everybody. <sighs> Have a great night. Don't give up. There will be plenty of time to give up later. You know this. You know this. I love you. Good night. You do know this. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening today. It's a little bit of a weird time, a weird episode, but I'm sharing or oversharing, depending on your definition of sharing. Uh, <clears throat> thanks again. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. And the reason I say don't give up is because I know that people might be close to giving up. And uh, I know what that feels like because I've been close to giving up. So don't do it. Don't do it. I'll be back on Thursday. Wednesday is going to be tricky uh, for me and for you. But I have high hopes that I'm going to survive this colonoscopy. I did speak to my friend between recording that episode and now the end of this uh, recording of the audio who had a colonoscopy. She loved it. She loved propofol. She loved the whole thing. So I can't wait to tell you what my experience of all that is on Thursday. So don't give up because <laughs> you've got that to look forward to. We've all got something to look forward to. I got to go watch some Republican convention right now. Stay strong. Take care of each other. Be nice to each other, especially be nice to people who you don't want to be nice to because that's where the money is. I thought you said take this. I did You didn't say this, right? If you'd like to talk to me, 